On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, the three-peat is within reach. Be tuned. Season 3, Episode 71 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday afternoon? I'm definitely hanging in there. Um, feeling pretty solid overall. Um, just like me, you know, as an individual, my allergies are just brutal today. So, can't really breathe. Sound kind of stuffy. But I'm definitely riding high off of, you know, certain events from last night that I'm sure everyone is well aware of by now. Yeah. Um... I mean, let's just put it out there. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going to back, to back, to back. Stanley Cup Finals. 3P is within reach. 11 straight series wins in the playoffs. This is of legendary stature. And we'll talk a little bit later on in the show where this team might rank when it comes to, you know, franchises that we've seen Uh, come together we're also going to be previewing the colorado avalanche series uh and then talking about some news around the league after the commercial break um a lot of stuff going on in new york and chicago so we'll be talking about that but overall it might be a little bit of a um what am i trying to say i have zero idea. not not as long show the show might not be as long today, we only have one game to look at. We're going to do a preview, of course, and then the news isn't super in deep or in depth, but it's going to be a good show nonetheless. Yeah, you know that, that's the beauty of right like this time the series ending when it did in time for us to record. Um, there's really not a whole lot going on because you know you can look at junior hockey and the um, you know the Memorial Cup isn't set yet. You can you know, you can go look overseas and all that stuff's all done. So like there's really not much going on other than the NHL. So. You kind of just, you know, we're going to punt a little bit. We'll definitely have some, uh, I'm guessing, some more news on Wednesday. Sure hope so. And if yeah. not, we'll uh, make sure we get something good out for Thursday's episode. Uh, the playoffs do start, or the Stanley Cup Finals, I should say, do start on Wednesday between the Avs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But how did we get there? We talked about the Avs and their four-game sweep of Edmonton in last episode. Let's now talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning as they went down 2 to nothing through the first two games, dropped both in Madison Square Garden. They come back home to Amelie, take two in a row. They take uh, game five over the Rangers in Madison Square Garden, and that brings us to game six. Coming back to Tampa, this was a game we were looking forward to. And I talked about it, I think, with you multiple times, Chase, that if the Lightning are able to take three in a row and they come back to Tampa, series is done. Like, there's no way that the Rangers are going to be able to take it in Tampa after losing complete control, complete momentum of the series. That does happen to be the case as Tampa is able to seal the deal in game six with a two to one victory. Man, all I needed was one more empty net goal for my. I got, got a free bet that I, I was able to play. So just just needed Tampa to cover the spread. Thought you know it was me locked and loaded. And this, this is the type of game, type of moment where they do. But it doesn't matter. Vasilevsky plays strong. Um, then you know face a ridiculous amount of work, but started getting peppered there at the end. But played good nonetheless. <clears throat> Two to one final. Uh, just 
Tampa was the better hockey team in this yeah. game. I, I don't think there's really any debate about that. Shesterkin played as well as he could, but you know that that first goal, especially, just kind of kind of kind of got lost on him. And the second one was a little bit a little bit funky. Um, you know, it just just the way things bounce. Sometimes it's tough for a goalie, but he he did all that he could. Really, I don't think you you, you can say that there was anything more he could have done. But you know, Tampa played great as a team still, and you know, no 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 brand point. But I mean. It, it was just it, it was a really nice team effort. Um, it would be good to get a few days off, right off this momentum. Hopefully, go into Game One against Colorado and start rolling. Yeah, and Braden Point didn't take warm ups for the start of Game Six, so um, you know a situation we got to keep an eye on. But I don't feel like he's going to be ready for Wednesday either. Uh, I'm really hoping we get him some back. I hope we get him back sometime. Hope this we get series. him some back. But uh, right now, it's it's kind of. A little bit worrisome, but at the same time, Stamkos, Kucherov, Andre Palat, Andre Vasilevsky, all of these guys have stepped up tremendously to the point where, yes, we missed Braden Point, but not enough for it to be our downfall. Right, yeah. It, it, it's going to help if he can get back for sure. It's going to make things significantly easier, but... You know, John Cooper talks about it all the time. You got to place a team in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Everything has got to be rolling, and everything has been rolling. And really, the opponents that we played so far—that's the reason that they the things have gone wrong for them. Um, you know, Toronto the goaltending wasn't going. Carolina, um, the not Carolina. Why the hell did I say Carolina? The Panthers, nothing was going. Um, and then the Rangers, just the offense got going in Game One and then stopped. So it and. You can look at Tampa through the whole series. They've had everything going consistently as a team. Everything's been working. And once we get brain point, everything's just going to keep working even better. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I enjoyed keeping an eye on was Jay Fresh Hockey. Before every single game between Tampa and the Rangers, he would tweet out, who's the best goalie in the world? Andre Vasilevsky, Igor Shesterkin, someone else, or see results? It started upwards of, I think, 73% for Andre Vasilevsky before game one. Going into game three, it was much lower. I think Vasilevsky only had like a 55%, maybe 53%. Now, before game six happened, he did not do a poll after game six, unfortunately. I really would have loved to see uh, the results on that one. But before game six, he posted another one. Vasilevsky back up to 68% of the vote for the best goalie in the world. Shesterkin only 20%. The other 12 went to someone else or see results. It, it, just the recency bias on people is ridiculous. Like, he, mm-hmm. very, he very clearly, Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. It, sure, Shesterkin is the only other guy that's even in that, like, realm, but it, it's very clear that Vasilevsky just, just does it better than everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. So now we have a matchup between Tampa and Colorado, and Chase, you and I were talking about it last night. This is probably the best Stanley Cup series that we can remember since the Penguins Red Wings when they went back to back years. Like this is so obvious the best team in the West, the best team in the East. There was no, you know, big momentum Montreal Canadian type runs this year. We have legitimately the best team in the West versus the legitimate best team in the East. And this is just going to be a juggernaut of a matchup. I can't wait. This is going to be such an exciting run. Yeah, it, it's what the finals really deserve to be the whole the whole time. Um, you, you know, New York really tried to be that Montreal Dallas type of miracle run, but mm-hmm. but it didn't work. And th- this is this is what we all should have hoped for, expected. And I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. A lot of star power on each side. 
you know, if, if I'm comparing forward groups, D groups, and, you know, goaltending, I mean, you can really, I, I think, really, you can go one way or the other with both forward and D. Yeah. But we know, we know who, who the favorite for, for the goaltender is. So, obviously. As long as Vasilevsky plays as he has, everything else can be even, and Tampa's in a good spot. Yeah, and I think that's the big question coming into this series is Colorado, they've looked through and through like such a good team, such a dominant team, able to go 12-2 and through their first three series. But they haven't faced a goaltender like Andre Vasilevsky. They've played some goaltenders that have gotten hot, but none that were to the level of Andre Vasilevsky. So that's the big question in this series. Is Colorado going to be able to score on Andre Vasilevsky? And I think for Tampa, you got to look at who is the better team, I guess, as a whole. Is the Tampa forward and defense going to be able to match up with the young star power of this Avs team? You know, there's questions for both sides. I think there's more pressure on Tampa being the team that can go for that three-peat. Um, also coming in as the betting underdogs in this series. So I, it's just going to be such a good series. Andre Vasilevsky going to be the make or break for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. It, it's just crazy. The team that won back-to-back Stanley Cups coming off of a four-game win streak. They're the underdog. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can understand the argument, but, man, I, I, it, it's hard to bet against Tampa if I, if I, was, a bet, if I was a betting man, because I'm certainly not. Um, no, 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 you're not no, a betting no. man. Uh, it, it's hard to bet against Tampa on this one. Sure, I, I understand the, the Colorado argument, but I really won't be doing much betting in the series. I just, because I, 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 I just, I just, I just don't want. I don't want to. I, I don't want. I don't want to even have game moments where I where I bet on Colorado. I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, I want only bet on Tampa. And realistically, as, as a smart better, that's not always the right option every single game. So, won't even be betting on this. But if I, you know, if I really were to be betting, I, I I'm putting my money on Tampa. Like. Pretty much on a, on, a, on like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand Colorado's a, a maybe better team, maybe more complete team, maybe you know maybe they do do things better that aspect. But when you got Andre Vasilevsky in that compared to um, you know whether they go Darcy Kemper or Pavel Frank, who's I'm assuming they'll go Kemper, it, it, it's 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 they're so far apart from each other that it doesn't really, even if you give Colorado the advantage in, in the forward core and D core, which I don't really necessarily say I would, the goalie is just such a large gap that like, it, it should not, it should not be the way it is on Colorado being favored. I think it should be at worst, like even odds. Yeah. And you talk about the caliber of these teams. There's so much star power on each side. I'm just trying to think in the league, Outside of these two, is there any teams that have as many as much star power as these two? I don't think there is. And then you look at past Stanley Cup finals. Has there been past Stanley Cup finals with as much star power in this matchup that we've seen in the last decade? No. In the last decade, no. In the last 20 years, maybe, you know, maybe that, maybe one of those Penguins Red Wings series, maybe maybe the the Red Wings in O two when they paid to have fifteen Hall of Famers on the team. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if you go back in, into the eighties when you when you look at you know at any of the Oilers series when when they had Gretzky, Messier, and Curry and like, like you you know sure sure you, you can maybe make those arguments, but still like I I, I don't I don't know how, how you know you couldn't say there's not 
you know, like like on both sides, like the amount of, mm-hmm. of, of star power is just incredible. Like this is this has to be, you know, my most look look for looking forward to anticipated series in, in my life. Yeah, and you know, Tampa's back to back cups. They still had the same amount of star power that they do now, but Dallas and Montreal not even close to Colorado. No, this is going to be by far our biggest matchup to secure a Stanley Cup to this point. Uh, you look at the the Penguins runs; they versus Nashville and San Jose. Not as much star power in those series as there is in this one. Boston, St. Louis, Washington, Vegas. How just, did San Jose even get there? Like, like what, who was on that team? Uh, probably Joe Thornton. Joe, happy Joe Thornton, <laughs> Patrick Marlowe, and like Logan Trilling, all of them. But like, yeah. I Pavelski was still there. I still can't like I, I know that the Sharks are always solid, but like how like they had no business to ever make really making it to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. I don't we should look back uh maybe in the off season. Look back yeah. at some some teams, how they got there, you know, what kind of a road did they take? Because I don't even know. Like, did San Jose just go twelve and zero through the first three rounds? I would bet not. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, gonna say no on that one. Um Anyways, this matchup is going to be so insane. I'm so excited for it, and it's going to be such a great one to start on Wednesday at 8 p.m., so looking forward to that. But we are going to go to a quick commercial break, and then on the other side, going to be talking some news around the league, including maybe a, put the, uh, a former second overall pick is done with his current team. So we'll talk about that right after this. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, including the Stanley Cup Finals, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, before we get into the second overall pick that may be departing from his team, let's talk to Chase about his fun fact. Nice fun stat. I do. It's a fact, stat, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, it, it definitely is a fun one. So this up, or it's kind of depressing, honestly. Oh, um, why it, did you want to talk know, about it? But it's funny and depressing because this up this upcoming season. Um, so the twenty two twenty three NHL season will be the first time since nineteen seventy nine that a teammate of Yammer Yager's is not playing in the NHL. So you know, like obviously Yager didn't play in the NHL till the nineties, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had teammates on his, you know, first Penguins team that played back in 79. So from 79, or from 80, technically it was the year. Eight, so 1980 through this season, he's had a former teammate just keep just keep playing. So 42 seasons, basically. Yes. Isn't that incredible? That is. Yes. So That is something. 
So fun, fun, a bit, a bit depressing because yeah, you then you remember Yager still going in the Czech Republic. Just bring him back for one season, like I let agree. him play one game, and do it with like the whoever the youngest team in the league is. Yeah, I don't know what that is on air. I don't either. But like, send him over with like a Jack Hughes or something, like someone who's going to be dominant for the next like yeah. fifteen years, yes. so that it'll continue. That 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 would be so awesome. Yeah. But uh, before we, before we move on, I do have a question to ask you. Oh boy. You're talking about that second overall pick uh, that could be on the move? Oh, yes. Is it Victor Hedman? Spoilers, Chase. Don't say that. Oh, shoot. Uh, no, no, actually, it's not Victor Hedman. It is the team that just lost to Victor Hedman and the Tampa Bay Lightning, huh, that L. being the New York Rangers. Well, the second overall pick we are going to talk about, he actually wasn't playing in game six. You know, I really don't get it. Cap- Capacaco gets a scratch. Game six, uh, Jargalant said no when asked if he was going to talk about the decision to scratch. He him. didn't say that. He said, "I'm not talking about this." Well, he said um, also like they do like the bench reports or whatever, mm. like like you know where they do like two question interviews. Okay. Um, Emily yeah, Kaplan yeah. asked him as well. I was like, can, "Can you talk about your decision to, to scratch Kabakako?" He goes, "Nope, that's it." Mm. Nice. <laughs> so he was very irritated about it, of course. And so who knows? Maybe he's frustrated with his play. Maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he was caught hanging out with his wife. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whatever was going on, I it, you know, I, I saw a Rangers fan that I followed tweet that the Rangers just made their decision to stick with Gerard Gallant over Capocaco, and uh, they should just give Gerard Gallant his tenure contract already because that was a mistake. And you know, I to to an extent, I I, I agree because you spent a second overall pick on this guy. He was a highly anticipated talent, someone who has underwhelmed in the NHL, but someone who I still see ability in. Someone I still see maybe not being some sort of 80, 90, 100 point scorer, but someone who kind of like Valerie Nishushkin, not necessarily to the level of defensive dominance, but someone who can score a little bit as well as be just an, a two way player as long as he works hard. Which you know, so, sometimes he shows flashes of being a good two way player. Sometimes he doesn't, but if he continued to work hard and, and was given the right opportunities, I think he would be fine. But Gets a scratch in this game. They choose to play Ryan Strom over him, who played like six shifts and then just left the game because he was so injured to play. So they were just, you know, playing down a guy right there. Really made no sense. And I think that just kind of sealed the deal that Capococco, he's going to be on the move. Uh, he's an RFA this summer. I got to imagine that he's avoiding a contract with the Rangers. Um, he's not a, a, eligible for arbitration, so he can't file for it. The team can't file for it. So he's just got to sign with the Rangers, sign with another team, get traded, or go back overseas. And I'm going to guess that another team's going to give him a qualifying offer. Maybe the Rangers match it. I don't know. Maybe he gets traded before then, but I I really don't see him playing for the Rangers next year. Yeah, and it's really disappointing because two years ago, you and I talked about how Colorado and the Rangers are two teams that are looking primed for the next 10 years to be dominant teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning are. We're seeing that with Colorado. We are. New York, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's great. You know, that's that's overachieving for what, uh, you know, we've seen from them recently. But you had it all set up with Capococco, Alexi Lafreniere, Vitaly Kraftsov, who just got a one-year extension. They took Leo Anderson seventh overall. Remember that? Yeah. This, this was a team that had a ton of talented prospects, a ton of potential. And as of right now... Any that had to come through their own system hasn't worked. Adam Fox worked, but he didn't come through the Rangers system. He did it all in college, and when he came oh, out of college, college, when he came out of college, he was perfect, ready to go. So it's just it, you know it, it is funny because you know 
some of the younger guys ha- did play well in this playoffs. Playoffs. Filipino, he he played pretty well in the playoffs. Alexis Lafreniere was playing better. Um, even Capacaco was was doing all right. They were playing better, maybe not to their ceilings. Maybe Filipino was, um, but but you know, Laf and Kako maybe not quite to their ceilings quite yet. Um, the the only really other young player I would safely say has reached you know his at least expected potential or, or somewhere in that range for where is where he is with his age is Keandre Miller who, who has played pretty well in playoffs like really, really well in the, really well in the back end but the Rangers had enough high end talent where all you had to do is develop it right and you, you know you'd be set and you know first of all if they, they could have drafted someone other than Leah Sanderson that would that would have been yeah. a better starting point but nonetheless even with the other guys in place you know you could have developed them better Vitaly Kravtsov was looking like a emerging talent someone who could be a legitimate power forward type skilled scoring type guy in the NHL he has that ability but they just haven't really let it happen haven't really developed him and you look at that and you compare it to Lafreniere compared to Kako and they're really just just failing fundamentally mm-hmm. and it's tough to look at the 2017 draft I pulled it up when you said they could have drafted anyone but Leah Sanderson. The next couple of picks, Casey Middlestott hasn't really done much yet. Michael Rasmussen, Owen Tippett, Gabe Velarde. Uh, but then you do have some big contributors like Martin Nakash, Nick Suzuki. So uh, it's just tough yeah. because that draft class was a tough one. But it seems like they're okay with the fencemen and being able to make sure that they continue to progress when it comes to potential, like you were mentioning, K. Andre Miller. But the forwards have just just struggled yes, to actually yes, reach that ceiling. So it's tough for the Rangers. I think that they still have a, a bright future, maybe not as bright as what I expected a couple years back, not to the level of the Colorado Avalanche, but still going to be a team to look out for in the East. Uh, one Tampa shouldn't be too worried about though, because we saw what they can do we against really the be, Rangers. We shouldn't really be worried about anybody. It's true. Back to back Stanley Cups, we're back in the Cup Finals. According to us, but according to you know some betting sports books out there and some media and stuff, saying, "Oh, we should be worried about Colorado being the underdogs." Some silly geese. Yeah. All right, let's now go over to Chicago as. Alex DeBrinkett on the trade block. And then I also saw rumors on Twitter that Kirby Doc's name has found his, uh, found himself in the trade rumor circle as well. We're going to, I'm going to want to talk about more about DeBrinkett. So yeah. let's start with Kirby Doc. Um, okay. I didn't see that one. No, I, I did not see that one, but it's fair because first of all, he was, he was a reach of a pick, a guy I was not very high on in his draft year. I don't think he should have played in the NHL right away. I think he was someone that could have, you know, if he would have went in like the, 11 to 20 range. I thought that was better. Someone that could take two years of junior to develop really hone his skills, but makes jump to the NHL right away. Plays okay. Um, you know, he doesn't look like he doesn't belong, but he's not excelling like, by any means. He doesn't really show too many signs of potential, you know, stardom, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. he's kind of failed, I guess, in their eyes, and it's not really that surprising to me. So I could definitely see them if if a team still you know if there's a team out there that believes in them uh, maybe taking a chance and trying to trade because Chicago really they do need to start from scratch. Yeah, they really do, and it's tough to see some of the star players they had over there kind of just go down with the team, go down with the sinking ship. Mm-hmm. Patty Kane, such a legend, uh, you know, one of the best, if not the um, currently he's the current best American best. hockey player. Yeah, yes, American hockey player, and then the likes of. Duncan Keith before he got traded to Edmonton. Love that guy, but, you know, he really saw a downfall in his own career with Chicago before moving over. So, anyways. Our, our LTIR resident, Brent Seabrook. Yep, Brent Seabrook. 
Jonathan Toes, the guy. The guy. Not the man, the myth, the legend, just the guy. It's just the guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> overpaid, funny. that's for sure. Oh, and then yeah. Alex DeBrinket, 24 years old, I think, 25, something like that. Uh, he was in the 2015 draft, if I'm not mistaken, so that would put him at 25. He is in his prime right now, scoring over a point per game in his last couple of seasons, I believe, and just a really good hockey player. He's on the trade block, and I think that's good. Get him out. Get some pieces for Chicago. Let this guy go compete. It's good for both parties. It's just, you know, his draft year, I was super high on him. I I, I saw him playing the OHL. I was like, okay, this this kid's just just dominant. Like he, he he's kind of he's kind of you know like like just different than everyone else. Sure, he's playing with Connor McDavid, Dylan Strome, uh, um, Andre Burakovsky, Connor Brown, um, the Radish brothers. Sure, sure, sure. He's he's playing on a talented Erie Otters team, but. It, it didn't matter. He he just looked at him and he's like, okay, this this dude is just just a dominant hockey player. I don't care how small he is. I don't care who he's playing with. He's just good. Goes in the second round for whatever reason. Sure enough, makes the jump to the NHL pretty quickly. I think only another year junior and scored 50, 50 goals every year in junior. If I'm not mistaken, he goes to Chicago and pretty much dominates um, pretty pretty quickly and has been one of the best players in the league and is probably in my opinion their best player right now. Maybe you can say Patrick Kane's still there, but my opinion is Alex Brinkett, someone who. Is going to fetch a you know pretty hefty return. You know, you look at New Jersey for example. Someone who said the second or said their first round pick is up for trade before winning lottery. I would assume that it still is. So, if you had a guess, you know, it's going to be the second overall pick, and an Alexander Holtz, and that wouldn't be enough for me for Chicago. Honestly, I I would need another first round pick. I would I would need I would need a Ty Smith. I I would need like a a blue chip type of value mm. in return. Holt, legitimately, Holtz and. Let's say Cooley or Slavkovsky doesn't do it for you for Dabrinkit. No, it does not because okay. at the at the end, like it it really doesn't for me. And I I could be in the, in the hot take there, but Alex mm-hmm. Dabrinkit has proven he is a dominant NHL player, one of the best players in the league, someone who can play on and, and you know sustain his play on his own. And if you could if you could pair him with a Jack Hughes, you, you kind of find a way to make the price work, in my opinion. If they throw in a Ty Smith, is that too much? It might be too much, but like that's what I'm asking for from Chicago. It, it, it really could be because I'm super high on Ty Smith, but he has also underwhelmed a bit. So if you're feeling you know better about some of your other de- defensive prospects in the, in the system, which I really can't think of anyone off the top of my head for New Jersey, but if, if you're feeling okay, maybe you can take a chance on him. I would try to I would try to do you know the second overall pick Alexander Holtz, and then you know maybe another draft pick too is what I would try. I try I'd try to make it like a second round pick, but if they need to go up to a first next year, it might be worth it. Mm. I think Alex Dabrinka and Jack Hughes would be so good together. It would be unreal. Just the speed that those two yes. have combined, the scoring prowess. They were just absolutely absurd amount of skill, especially Jack Hughes, who is just it's just ridiculous watching him play hockey. I, I don't know how anyone can say he's not a future top five player in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Zegras is better, but it's not. <laughs> just not. Um, all right. Fun to look at some potential trades there. Let's now head over to Buffalo. No trades here, but rather a number retirement. Ryan Miller getting his number 30. Yeah, number 30. Number 30 retired. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's fair. What was shocking to me was to hear that it was the eighth number retired in Buffalo State versus history. I'm like, they've had eight players worth retiring numbers for? That's that's news to me. Hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's Pat Lafontaine, maybe Dominic Koshik, but, like, I can't think of anybody really else right off the dome. But... Good for Ryan Miller. Good old American boy. Um, you know, not as good as his brother Drew Miller. Absolute legend. No. Um, <laughs> no. When when I think of 
you know, I, this, this is uh, this is like this is on the Drew Miller topic. When I think of the absolute floor for an NHL player, I think of Drew Miller. He's not really a good shooter. He's not really a good passer. He's not like some star defender. He's not a faceoff guy. He's not a block shot guy. He's not a physical guy. He just he doesn't do anything bad enough, but he doesn't do anything good. Mm-hmm. That's like the floor of an NHL player. And Drew Miller, you know, made a career out of it. So, no, beside the point, uh, his brother Ryan Miller. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, I think he made his uh, career out of his hair. But no, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but Ryan Miller, good, good for him. Um, mm-hmm. It's it, it's worthy. Absolutely, former Michigan State Spartan. Love to see that. Uh, he was actually one of my favorite goalies when I was first getting into hockey. So super excited to see him get the recognition there. And then I've got the other names if you want them. Yeah, let's do it. So it was Hasek, Lafontaine, uh, Gilbert Perot, fair, Rick Martin, Renee Robert. Tim Horton and Danny Gare. 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 I don't know who that guy is, honestly. G A R E. What's the name? That, uh, Number Gare. 18. Maybe Gare. Tim, Tim Horton played for Buffalo. I don't even, even know that. News. News to me. Right? Yeah. All right. Fun facts, though. There we go. Those are their names. Uh, finally, we want to talk about. Uh, I, I, I can't find the tweet. I can't find the guy who did it, but. Did you dream it? No, I didn't. Because I remember seeing it on Twitter and being like, what an idiot. Uh, there's a content creator out there for the Florida Panthers and he made a silly little meme. I think it was from Kung Fu Panda or whatever, but anyways, it was two characters talking to each other. The one character one said, I never thought I'd ever root for the Avs. Character two says, what about rooting against the lightning? And then character one came back and said, go Avs, go. Haha, <laughs> silly, quirky, little brother, you get swept, and now you want to come out and, you know, get your name still in the ring or whatever. Not going to happen. God, it's just, it's just, it's so, it's so funny. Everyone just needs to try to hate on Tampa. Oh, because, oh, they're, they're the winner. Oh, oh, be, oh older brother. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be stronger, better than you one day. No, no, you're not going to be, you know, nope. you know, you know, very, very few instances, you know, like, like me, for example, that, that's the case <laughs> right. with me and my older brothers. But um, in, in this case, no, 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 get, get out of here, Florida. You guys are silly. You know, what's funny is Jake is probably an inch taller than me now. Like he's supposed to be six, three, six, four um, by the time he's done growing. And so I think he's standing around six foot now, a uh, little bit taller than me, but he still tries to like throw his weight around. And then I just tap him out every time. <laughs> it's, it's not even close. You know, it, it's it's such a shame because maybe maybe he could be a decent little hockey player, football player, or something if he mm-hmm. wanted to. But yeah, but said he's he's a little well, nub. He said he's playing football again this year. So yeah. we'll see. All right. Well, well, good stuff. Well, don't don't let him get the Andrew Seaver treatment. Where just because he was tall, they made him play offensive lineman because that's how it works in, in high school, especially in like high school in Michigan. Yeah. If you're just if you're tall, you play offensive line because you have the reach. Don't don't let you had to not let them do that to him. Well, last year he was playing in middle school. He played left tackle and edge okay see any defensive position is fine and then like i think it was like three games in they took him off of edge because he just didn't i don't know it's so weird because i'll be out there with my dad and him practicing and he gets angry he shows some of his burst and stuff but then on the field like he looks like he's just like jogging out there, like not doing anything. Just a gentle giant. Yeah, and that's that's why he got pulled off of defense. Offense, he's still fine because he's huge, so yeah. uh, he can you know take on the 
five four eighth graders that he's facing because he's yes. six foot already. And and I, I you know I know this is, this is just we're talking middle school and high school football here. So yeah, this is a little different. This is ridiculous, but, but it really does drive me crazy that just like. You know, for for a sport like that, and it, it it's the same in, in really a lot of sports in high school. Just just because you know you're you're taller or slightly bigger, like you're 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 just playing this position, even if you've got a skill set that's better suited for something else. Just just mm-hmm. just because you have the size, like this is, this is what you're doing, and it's it's so dumb, especially in Michigan. Like you watch the offense linemen in high school football, and it's so funny because none of them are ever very big. No, like 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 really like like I I, I try I'm trying to remember you know like our senior year. Like, Seeloff was, like, our biggest offensive lineman. Yeah. And like, not that big of a dude. dude. I remember Andrew Seabra played offensive line. Yeah. Just because he was, like, 6'7", he's, he's 160. Six, he's 6'10". Oh, he's 6'10 now? Yeah. Or was he 6'10 back then? Well, last time I saw him, he was 6'10". Because I, I asked him, like, I'll try. He's like, I'm, I'm 6'10". I'm like, and you look at him, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, that's fair. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you look at him, you think you're 10 foot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, he was skin and bone. Like, he had nothing on him. Um, They're just hauling as the reach. Yeah. So, whatever. That's gonna do it for the show. No, actually, we got to do hockey name of the day, don't yeah, we? Silly goose. All right, we'll go do that. Uh, Dylan Kuntz. It's Dylan Kuntz. Oh, well, that's a bad word, Chase. You can't say that. Oh, well, I just, I just <laughs> did. Um, well, Dylan is an eighteen-year-old well, defenseman. K U N T Z. There we go. eighteen-year-old uh, defenseman played Teen North Dakota last year. Played high school in North Dakota as well. Um, don't know if. What his collegiate plans are, if he has any. Um, oh, actually, I lied. He's tendered to play in the Nall next year, so he will okay. go play in the Nall next year. Maybe have some collegiate plans after that. But Dylan, you know, maybe maybe you'll, you'll see him around. Um, you know, playing AAA last year, ten points to fourteen games as a defenseman, sixteen points to twenty-two games in high school as a defenseman. So not not bad for North Dakota hockey the, the way they play. It's um, you know, it's not like a hockey hotbed, but but there is some good competitive hockey there. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of, I won't say any names, but it reminds me of the uh, young lady that went to school with us, the, the last yes. name. Yes. yes. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving us a listen. Chase, if you would, hit us with an outro. All right. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us over there. Really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Podcast, it's at Bolts Podcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Why write it? Follow WNP on Twitter, WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Because we're back, baby. Yes, we are back. Indeed, we are back. Make sure the Hockey Podcast Network.com. Find all the podcasts network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, if you could raise five stars for everyone listening, we'd really appreciate it. Wherever you do, you know, you code, please be the minimum. THP on a DraftKings. There we go. I was just going to hold that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.